In today's episode, we're looking at what is your earliest money paradigm? What does that mean? And why is that important for your wealth? Let's find out. Money Mindset with Girl Khan podcast will help you to break free from your limiting beliefs, reverse your money shame and blast through your money blocks so that you can live a life of unlimited abundance. In this podcast, we will talk about energy tools and mindset strategies that will help you to understand and change your relationship with money, whether you're in a job, profession or working on your passion. Change your relationship with money to change your life. I'm your host, Gul Khan. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. This is Gul Khan, your money mindset expert. And today we're talking about your earliest money paradigm once again. We have spoken about this topic a while ago, and I've recently completed uh, our one of our uh, workshops, and it was brought to my attention that a lot of people are not familiar with it. I talk about it so often in my mastermind and my in my group coaching programs that I forget that a lot of people are not familiar with what your earliest money paradigm is. So I thought, why not do a recap and let's talk about earliest money paradigm again today. So hence, today is all about your earliest money paradigm. Well, first of all, let me define what do I mean by a paradigm? Paradigm is actually... Um, I put it this way, it's like having these, you know, the way you look upon things, okay? Uh, your paradigm is, that gives you the the way you look on things, it's like having glasses on. And so if you wear rose tinted glasses or yellow tinted glasses or blue tinted glasses, then when you look through those glasses, everything appears yellow, green or blue, whatever, whatever color glasses you're on, right? This is how paradigms work. And these, instead of being glasses, these are a set of beliefs and ideas that shape the way you look upon things, okay? So these beliefs and ideas are so ingrained into your psyche, into you being who you are, you do not even question them. So your ideas of how the world works, you know, whether you're a man or a woman and what's happening around you and so forth, some of these ideas are so ingrained, you don't even question them. They're, They're unquestionable. But then you look upon everything based on those ideas. Hence the you know the, the metaphor of the you know blue tinted glasses or, or the yellow tinted glasses. So that's what paradigm is. It's a set of ideas that you look upon or that you use to look upon the world, and they're so ingrained into your psyche you don't even think of them as ideas. That's you, your ideas. That's how the world works. This is how it is. This is how the world works. You don't even question. So that's the first thing. That's and this um, this par- what, the, what paradigm means. But then a the question is, well, how do we get this paradigm? Well, the the title of this podcast would actually uh, ha- hopefully and indicate to you what I mean. This this and all other paradigms that you have around how the world works and how money works and how how you operate in the world, all of this programming is done for you before the ages or between the ages of zero to seven. By the time you're seven years old, I would say 80% of your programming is already done. There's another, I would say, 10% the programming that's done between the, uh, 7 and 14, so between, you know, your adolescent years and the, your early teenage years, and then maybe another 5 to 10%, you know, between um, the ages of, uh, you know, from 14 to 20, and maybe another 5 between, if that, um, you know, between a 20 to 25. By the time you're 25, all your programming is done. That's it. 
Now, unless you actively work on your mindset, on your energy, that's you done. That's your programming done. So if you understand this, we are creatures of, uh, of habit. We don't think about what we do. We form habits of what we do. So even how you tie your shoes, how you eat food, the kind of food you like to eat, this is all habitual. And we don't like to think. We form habits and we use those habits to decide what we're going to do. Most of the time, if you think you're walking around and you think you're, you're, you, you walk around and you think you're thinking, you're wrong. Most people do not think. They just go on autopilot right? The chitter chatter that happens in your brain isn't actually a focused thought. It's not any kind of thought. It's just most most of the time it's just gibberish, okay? So bringing this back in, how is this important to you? Well, if, if what you are is a creature of habit, and if all these habits have been given to you by your parents or your primary caregiver just between the ages of zero to seven, so how much of your daily life that you're living is of your own creation? Think about that for a moment. If the way you behave, the way you think, the way you act, the way you eat, the way you walk, the way you talk, the way you even put your shoes on has all been given to you, you know, as as, as been part of your subconscious programming between the ages of zero to seven, how much of your daily day-to-day life now at the age of 30, 40, 45 is actually your own thoughts, right? It's not. Most of your life, daily life is actually done via, via automation. You, you know, you're, it's habitual, so it becomes you go on autopilot, and that programming of, of, of that, you know, being able to get to the autopilot stage, that was done for you before you were even were conscious of what's possible for you. Before your conscious mind was fully developed, your conscious mind gets developed by the age of seven. This is why most of your programming is done between the ages of zero to seven, right? Now. If most of your programming is done between the ages of zero to seven by your primary caregivers, and you were not even aware of this, think about this right now. Who did the programming? Who, you know, your parents can only program you to what they know, right? If that's the case, who programmed your parents? Well, their parents, right? Their programming was done to the, for them before the ages of zero to seven, right? By their primary caregivers, which is most likely to be their parents. Now, think of this way. Who did their parents programming? Can you see where I'm going with this? So all of us are actually living generational uh, programming. This, at some point, there's a pattern interrupt because something drastic happens, something different happens, or your parents migrate or whatever else you, the programming may change slightly, but the core elements of the programming, who you are, what you are, where in the world is your place and so forth, all the core elements of the programming doesn't change. You may change identity slightly because I'm now, I don't call myself Pakistani. I am a British-born Pakistani. So there's a difference there, uh, but not much difference. My children are, are born in the UK, but they're still called British-Pakistani, right? Because the parents are originally from Pakistan, even though I was born here and they're born here, right? I hope you are enjoying today's episode. If you want to learn more about my mindset strategies and energy tools to help you change your money mindset, then please register for my Abundance Mindset Makeover Workshop by visiting www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com. See you inside the workshop. So based on that, if all you do and all you think and all you have is based on a program that was given to you by your parents and they were given to that they were given that by their parents and they were given that to them by their parents 
your great 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 ancestors are through the through the grave somehow controlling the way you think and you feel about life pretty much right so this is what's your earliest money paradigm you the way you look upon the world the way you look upon money the way you look upon wealth is pretty much programmed into you by your ancestors and you know obviously done via your parents and we have to question how this is going to impact our life is it is it working in our favor or is it if it's not and a lot of people you know when i do the workshop a lot of people have these positive ideas about money which is all well and good to hear but then i questioned a bit deeper i said if you generally felt happy and friendly and had these positive ad- attributes and attitudes towards money money would show up in black and white in your bank account as simple as that there's no way around it you if money is either in your account or it's not it's one or the other there's no question about it in, in otherwise right so if that's the case now you you may think well i'm different from my father or my mother and i'm working i'm working a lot harder and they're, how they were employees but i'm i'm now an entrepreneur and i'm trying to build this business i'm going to say what you're trying to do externally may be different but how you may feel internally about money is exactly the same that they feel and unless you work on this internal dialogue and this internal paradigm around money you're going to be you know literally shooting yourself in the foot you you take one step forward and two steps back you're literally going around in a circle right so you have to actually address what are the root causes of your limiting beliefs around money and accept the fact that you do have limited beliefs around money and the the acid test for this is very very simple if you look upon your bank account and there's not the kind of money that you want to see in there you have to accept the idea that somewhere in your psyche you have some blocks to money money has no choice but to come to anyone who calls upon it but you can repel money and money has no choice but to leave you if you repel it it doesn't get a choice it doesn't choose you know michael because he's a good guy or jack or it not go to jack because jack's an awful guy it doesn't care it doesn't have a choice in the matter it's your energy which either attracts it or repels it so if money is not showing up for you in your bank account it means somewhere in your energy you're repelling it and i'm willing to guess most of you are repelling it because of your earliest money paradigm this is how your parents saw money or your grandparents saw and dealt with money obviously you would get this from your parents or primary caregivers if you were adopted yourself or something like that um, or you in foster homes uh, or whatever have you you may be in your nanny your ideas of how of money operates in your life and how you should be operating with money comes from your primary caregivers which means that you can work extremely hard and can do everything right and still not succeed and you have someone down the road who works half as much as you and and is very laid back but yet 10 times more successful and you you're you sit there scratching your head off i work so much harder than that bloke or that girl yet they are far more successful financially than i am i can't see the point i can't see why and your most people's idea when they look upon that is well that means i have to try harder i have more disadvantages i need to overcome those disadvantages i need to you know maybe i'm the wrong color maybe i'm the wrong race maybe i have the i don't have enough education behind me yeah 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 you come up with all these excuses whereas the true fact the reason why you don't have as much money in your bank account is not because they're working less and you're working harder and you know whatever else is because they are attracting money and you are repelling it simple as that a lot of people find like to find excuses they don't want to admit the fact that their own energy is repelling money i don't know why this is so um 
don't know why people don't want to think about this. They want to think, yeah, I um, I, I, I'm, I've read Think and Grow Rich, and I read Your Sub- The Power of Your Subconscious Mind by Dr. Joseph Murphy, and you know, I've, I've read, uh, uh, you know, The Science of Getting Rich, or you know, or, or you know, by Wallace D. Waddles. I've read all these amazing books, so I know how to think about money. Well, yeah, consciously you do. I'm not denying it. Consciously, you do know how to think about money, how to deal with money, and what to do with money. The problem is not your conscious mind. The problem is your subconscious mind, which has been programmed. And 95% of your time, you are an autopilot. You're not thinking consciously. You are doing doing acts subconsciously. So if 95% of the time your subconscious mind is in control, only 5% of the time your conscious mind is in control, who do you need to work on? Your conscious mind or your subconscious mind? Reading books and going to seminars and attending all these workshops like the one I did this weekend is all well and good for your conscious mind. But what exactly are you doing to reprogram your subconscious mind? This is why when I did the energy clearing this, over this weekend, it was so powerful. That is when we are working on and re-focusing you know, and re, uh, reprogramming your subconscious mind. This is where energy clearings come in so fantastically because they, they do actually um, sidestep your conscious mind and go straight into your subconscious mind and reprogram it energetically, by the way. So we, we take out the energy of the old limited beliefs, put in the energy of the new, limited, of the new um, positive beliefs. And you know, we, we, this basically is taken up by the subconscious mind and all of a sudden you start feeling differently towards things and ideas and money and all of a sudden money shows up in your 3D physical 3D world. That's the beauty of energy clearings. It's literally quantum leaps your results. But this is, this is something that very few people are familiar with or even are aware of. And the average person who's listening, um, I mean, I think most people listening to this podcast will be, I think, more consciously aware because that's the kind of people I attract. But the average person on the street has no idea. So they have, they blame the, the economy, their, their neighbors, their spouse, their parents, their, you know, I don't know, the bosses for the lack of money that's in the bank account. Never stopping to think for one moment that it's something to do with M. If everyone else in their, in their company is succeeding and they're, they're not, or even if one or two people in the company are succeeding and they and the rest of them are not, if two people in a company can succeed, if even one person in the company can succeed, then everybody else can also. It's not the thing they're doing, it's the, the energy behind it, it's the way they're thinking about the, the thing that's more important. And this is where your earliest money paradigm plays a major role in your life. So I think in the next coming weeks, we'll talk about your the divine masculine, and divine feminine also. But I want to leave you on this thought today. I really want to think about not to give me the answer like, oh, I think money is freedom. Oh, I think money is great. I'm going to leave you with an exercise that I really want you to do and do it honestly by yourself. I mean, you have to share it with me. If you want to share it with me, you can. But don't you don't have to share it with me or anyone else for that matter. But do it for your own self so you become aware of how you truly feel and maybe get some insights into your own um, earliest money paradigm. So I want you to take a phone out and put a timer in for five minutes. And then I want you to grab a pen and paper. And then I want you to start writing what money means to you. So I feel money is, and just start writing. And the, the condition is you do not take the pen off the paper. You, you write and write and write and write. And after the first couple of minutes, when your you're conscious mind exhausts all ideas, there's no more ideas from the conscious mind, don't stop writing, carry on writing. Even if it feels like it's gibberish, it's rubbish, it doesn't make sense, just carry on writing. And what you'll find is after the two, three minutes, once the conscious mind gets exhausted, is tired of all, all the ideas, your subconscious mind will kick in and start coming up with things on you. So you end up writing things on paper, 
which are your true feelings towards money. And this will give you a true indication of what your true earliest money paradigm is around money. So I hope you enjoyed today's um, episode. And um, uh, if you did, please do leave us a review because I do like uh, reading those reviews. And if you do leave us a review, please do take a screenshot and send it to moneymindsetpodcast.gmail.com. That's moneymindsetpodcast.gmail.com. And we will send you our Million in the Mirror meditation for free. As always, say thank you for supporting our podcasting journey. Well, until the next time you meet, this is Gul Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now. If you want to learn more about my energy tools and mindset strategies, then please visit my website www.gulkhan.com. And if you want to take part in our five-day abundance mindset makeover workshop, where I deep dive into energy tools for abundance, then please go to www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com and register. I look forward to being your mentor in the next workshop. And if you want to learn about the spiritual laws of money, then go and get my book, Laws of Money, from www.lawsofmoney.com. Until the next time we meet, this is Gul Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now.